So really excited to be able to introduce a very special friend today to you. His name is Nathan Gist, and he is an extraordinary hypnosis um, practitioner. He, he and I have worked together. He's actually worked with me on helping me solve some fears and some issues that I've had in my life, including the fear of flying. He's with Fredericksburg Hypnosis, and I'm so excited to bring him here to talk with him today because when it comes to weight loss and when it comes to eating and when it comes to all of our habits, quite frankly, whether they're good habits or bad habits, everything starts in the brain. And it usually yeah. starts with an emotional response. And I can't think of a better person to really come and explain um, from his practice and the weight loss clients that he has worked with and the emotional eaters he's worked with, how this practically works. So welcome to my podcast, Nathan. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I appreciate that. So excited to be part of this. I mean, to hear the work that you've done with so many clients over the years and to be able to connect and figure out ways to work together. I mean, it's just, yeah. It's like, it's, it's just like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> well, you know, you and or I, maybe been... I should find a better version of that. Right? Maybe it's like, uh, <laughs> my husband puts cheese and, uh, and peanut salad. butter together. It's not a good combination to me. So no cheese and peanut butter, but yeah. So one of the thing, one of the reasons why you and I have been friends for so long, not just because we're, we both have had our own coaching practices and our own, um, uh, practice for you, your practitioner and you, you work with mm. coaches, you work with people that are trying to heal certain responses that they have. You work with, I mean, you run the gamut from addiction to fears. Um, why don't you tell uh, us a little bit about how long you've been doing this and what you do? Sure. Uh, so I've been doing this a little over eight years, and uh, it's just been an extraordinary adventure, like you said, to work with such a variety of different folks that come in. Because the thing is, what I love about hypnosis is that it connects to so many different areas. You know, research shows anywhere between 90 and 95% of our day, we're on autopilot. Yep. The things that we think about, the things that we talk about, the things that we do. And because we're, we're so habitual in these things, it just becomes this thing where if we find the pattern that's not working, let's begin to deconstruct it and build back something that works better. Um, and we know that we have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind, right? And, yes. and so the conscious mind's very critical thinking, it's problem solving, it's very analytical, whereas our subconscious mind, it's emotion and behavioral. And so if I were to have a scale and ask you on one side, we got a, uh, our, our logic and the other side emotion, <laughs> what do you think that's going to tip? Right. And what, what do most people answer? Because I know the answer, but what do most people say yeah. if you were to ask well, them that question? It, it's funny because you do have some folks that are immediately like, it's, it's, a, it's emotional, but I have had folks come in and literally just because of where I'm located between Richmond and DC, I get a lot of government folks. Yeah. And I've had like, you know, DOD analysts come in, right? And they're, they're they want to say logic. And then the moment they say logic, they I wish. look at them, I'm like, have you, yeah, have you ever met a person before? <laughs> like, have you ever told somebody to calm down? <laughs> right. Right. And so um, immediately we recognize that we are, we are emotional creatures that use logic, excuses, and reasoning and all these things to justify what we do and what we don't do. Um, and so that's why, like when somebody comes to me for quitting smoking, they can literally be standing outside. I hate this. This is stupid. Why am I doing this? <laughs> Right. Like that's the hypnosis. Yep. And what I do is I feel like I help to wake people up out of that and to begin to recognize one, create the awareness around them and then begin to change those patterns so that it's not that 
that emotional habitual side of us that's taken over that we can begin to say, okay, this is what I want to do. And now let's lock this in emotionally. Let's lock this in. So it becomes a pattern of behavior for yourself so that it just becomes second nature going in the right direction that you want to do. Right. And you said it because I think a lot of people don't understand hypnosis, which I know you run into probably a lot oh, when yeah. you're oh, yeah. first introducing, because they think that's the whole Bugs Bunny, Donald Duck, are you getting sleepy? <laughs> Follow my watch. And then the, their eyes start to twirl, you know, that kind of a thing. And that's actually not like how... People are so... Go ahead. I feel like people are so disappointed when they show up and I don't have a cape and a monocle. And a <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make me act like a rabbit. No, we're not here to do a sideshow. No, we're not. We're not going to make you believe you're a frog and, you know, or whatever. Right. Um, it's but but it's what you said that um, I think it's ironic that you said I'm here to wake people up. And it's like, but you're a hypnotist. Aren't you supposed to be putting me right. asleep? No, actually, what you said is true. Uh, we, our brains are amazing at chunking things. And in order to mm -hmm. operate as efficiently and correct me wherever I might have this wrong, but this is my understanding and, and, and why I love sure. what you do and how it works with what I do is um, when, when our brains are learning a new habit, like driving, for instance, mm -hmm. it's really hard at first because there are all these different things that has to coordinate like a dance. It has to remember, look in this right. mirror. Now look over here. Now do the turn signal. Now, how far is this? And it has to judge all these things all at once. And that's why it feels so hard. But then when you've been driving for 20 years, what ends up happening is your brain takes all of that information coming in, learns how to chunk it. And then once it learns how to chunk it, it can just put it onto a habitual loop that it doesn't, it just wash, rinse, repeat. It doesn't have to take that same brain power to constantly right. remember how to drive, which is why you can get in your car and drive up 95 and not remember how on earth you got to work. That's, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Your but brain's just doing it too. for you. It, it does. It just takes over. But in the same moment, we have the ability to snap out of it. Meaning somebody cuts you off, you know, a, a kid goes running across the road or an animal or something along those lines where we can step out of autopilot for that moment. But then we, we slip right back into it once that danger or, you know, difference has changed. Right. And it's it's kind of it's, it's funny how that happens, because you can tell when we start to become conscious. I think just about any guy can recognize this one. You're driving, all of a sudden you get to somewhere you're unfamiliar and all of a sudden you're turning the radio down, all right? Yes. <laughs> it's like, everybody be quiet. Because everyone now be you're, quiet. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking <laughs> rather than just doing what you normally do. And so that same pattern happens when it comes to eating as well. Um, lots of times when we're kids, we have these amazing metabolism that can, you know, <laughs> you eat whatever's there. Yeah. And you go and run around and you exercise and you play and all these kind of things. Well, you have that part of you that's kind of on autopilot again, right? I played football. I did wrestling. I did track. I was really active. And so when it came to food, it was like, it's, it was wide open. If it was there, I'm going to eat it. Yes, yes please. <laughs> but as I've got, right, as I've gotten older, the physical side isn't there like it used to be, but yet there's these patterns that are used to running in a certain specific way. And if those things aren't interrupted, then all of a sudden, that's why people have those moments where they're, they're eating when they, they don't want to eat or they're drawn to certain foods because it's something that they've done for so long that they don't have, they're not, even though they may be consciously aware of it, it the conscious side gets overwhelmed by the emotional side that says, I want, and then that's what ends up happening. Yes. And if you had to give percentages to the emotional side versus the conscious side, which one is stronger? Which one? 
it makes the decisions, which one is, is, is going to, if you're going to, if like, cause if you're in a locked battle with yourself, let's say with willpower, one of the things I hear right. the most, I just need more willpower. Okay. So willpower is my conscious self saying to my emotional self, no, you're not going to do that. Right. <laughs> and we're going to use all the strength that my conscious self has. If you had to give that percentages in terms of who's stronger, which, which side you know, is going to be the stronger side? I'd probably stick it to the same place where it was before, where we're saying 90 to 95% were on autopilot. Yep. And, and, I, and again, I don't have exact numbers on this, but willpower, willpower is a myth. And, or let me put it this way, willpower works on a good day. Yes. So there's a scenario that I kind of paint for my clients where let's say they decided they're going to go on this diet and they're going to eat good and clean and whatever. And let's say they go out to lunch with a friend and the sun is shining, birds are chirping, life is good. They got their food, they got their water. And let's say the chocolate cake thing comes by, right? Mm -hmm. The waiter goes walking by with pies and stuff. And they're like, hey, you want some dessert? And on a good day, they can look at it and be like, no, I'm fine. No problem. But on a bad day, mm -hmm. right? When you're just struggling and emotions are showing up and it's difficulties and all this kind of stuff, you're feeling overwhelmed. That emotional side will grab a hold of it because that's what it knows, and it's so compulsive. It's that part where I've worked with clients who are literally standing in the pantry, hands in the cookie bag, eating, doing exactly what I just said about the smoker. Oh, this yep. is so awful. I'm going to feel so terrible. And they're eating saying, don't do it. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's the emotional side of us and the willpower thing too. And you're like, Hey, I'm going to willpower myself with this. And I'm going to say, don't do that. It's the same thing as telling yourself to calm down. If that doesn't work with other people, it ain't going to work with you either. And if your brain doesn't have other pathways that it can utilize rather than just the old programming, then it's just going to keep going back to the old programming. And that's why I love hypnosis so much because we don't sit there and day after day, week after week, year after year, go through this scenario based thing where you're just talking about what's going on in life. We go at it where it is, and that's that subconscious. And when we work with the subconscious, that's when things begin to change, yes. right? It's one thing to know the information. It's another thing to do it. Yes, this is true. And this is why you're not going to change if you're somebody who struggles with weight loss, if you're somebody who struggles with weight loss because either you believe you can't lose weight, which is a whole probably another realm that you work with, right? Oh, Nathan? yeah. Yeah, yeah, the whole beliefs that because we always get what we believe. So it, it, you either believe you can't or you keep sabotaging. And that all has yeah. to do with that emotional self. And unless yeah. you begin to solve the problem on the emotional level, then I, I, I usually tell my clients or, or pr prospective clients that are wanting to work with me, I could give you a nutrition plan all day long. I could tell you, I could write yep. everything out you're supposed to eat like for the entire day. But if we yep. don't fix that part of you that emotionally just wants to go off the reservation because it has a different agenda and we mm -hmm. don't reprogram that part of you, it won't matter because you will get yep. triggered. There will be something that will trigger you and you will feel an emotion and you will have an emotional response. And unless you heal that root cause to the emotional response, you're just going to go right back into that pattern again. Yeah, well said. And that's actually the way that I approach every client that I work with. I call it root and fruit. The fruit of it is tools and techniques, right? State management, self-hypnosis, audio programs, video programs, things that they can do on their own to kind of work their way through stuff. Yeah. The root of it, though, that's the digging down. That's figuring out, okay, what is this? 
And sometimes it's a process of healing. Sometimes, like you said, it's a belief. Sometimes it's just a, you know, here's the thing about the brain. It's, it always has good intentions. Yes. There's a good intention behind the eating, right? I'm feeling something that I don't want to feel, whether it's overwhelmed, whether it's physical, emotional, you know, whatever it might be. And this thing, eating, feels good, right? You get your endorphins, you get your, you know, your feel-good chemicals flooding into your system. But the problem is when you're done, the problem is still there. And if we don't work with the problem, if we don't work with the issue, the belief, the situation, whatever that your brain is doing and trying to resolve in a better, healthier way, that's why you end up with the same results over and over and over again. And so it really is deconstructing that belief, deconstructing that thought pattern, and then building in something that you want, that you're making a choice to make. That's what makes the difference. Wow. Wow. It's true. It is so true. And so, and it's um, so geeky cool. (laughs) It really is. And when you work with somebody, let's say you get somebody in and they're working with you to solve their weight loss. And let's say that the reason they can't lose weight, the root cause is something like, oh, I just keep snacking or I keep binge eating or it's 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 mm. like a it's not necessarily a belief, but it's a uh, like I can't physically lose weight. It's more like a I just keep sabotaging myself type of a thing. Walk me right. through as best you can, because here's the thing. If you're if if you're actually doing a session with someone, it's going to look it's going to be dependent upon the person. Right. Um, Correct. Correct. And, and, everybody's everybody's different in some way. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of give me a sense of if I'm hearing this for the first time and I'm like, hmm, I never thought of hypnosis. That seems so (laughs) out there. Like if you were to walk someone through what this would look like in terms of what has to happen to heal it, just kind of give me a a high level overview of what you expect, what you do, and then what happens after. Got it. Um, And so I I think one of the big things is, is, is having people kind of figure out where they are, meaning that we got to separate in some different categories as well. If you have somebody kind of like what you're just saying, where I I always do this, I can't do this. And and sometimes we got to realize sometimes that struggle becomes part of their identity. Mm. And that can be a difficult thing to let go for some people as well. It's like, again, I use the example of smoking, smoking and, and food and stuff can be very, very similar in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Right. And so there's somebody who says, I am a smoker. I am always overweight. I cannot do this. I can't do that. And so that becomes a part of them. And what happens is that we don't want to be wrong. Mm. And we will, we will begin to figure out ways to make that a truth. And even if you do well on a, on a thing and you're talking to people and like, oh, hey, congratulations, you, you lost 10 pounds. And your conversation is, oh, I know I've always been overweight, though. And it always seems to come back. And I'm always struggling with this. Like you are telling your mind, your subconscious and conscious mind, what you're going to do, and it will find a way to make that possible. That's right. You have to be what you say you are. You have to be that for some people. And so, like I said, that's part, sometimes it's an identity for some folks, for other people, it might be a, you know, we've had people, I've had people come in where there, there was uh, food insecurity when they were young. And the, and the mindset was you got to get as much food as you can when you can, because you might not have it. Yes. Right. That's, that's one that I dealt with for, for a long time, realizing now if I'm hungry, if I want to buy food, I can't. I don't have to wait. I don't have to depend on anybody. It's available if I need it. Yes. And there's a healing process that starts. For some people, it might be just a, 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 um, a belief around how food, 
of it can be a belief around food in the sense that um, it's this thing where the food doesn't represent just the food. Yeah. Okay. And here's what I mean about it. It's like pizza, right? Pizza is a very social food. Yes. I have very rarely have I had clients come in and then be like, look, I'll knock out a whole large pizza all by myself. <laughs> usually what it is, usually what it is, is you put down the pizza at a party or a celebration, mm-hmm. right? The part and all of a sudden you're, you know, Hey, here's a piece and this kind of thing. And so it's a very social food. Chocolate cake is another good example, right? Yep. Birthday Lots parties. Of times it isn't about, all that's that. it. Mm-hmm. The feeling is connected to the food because of the circumstance you were in with the food. It's like that smell that you smell and all of a sudden memories start coming back or that taste that you bite into something. Oh, that was like that vacation that we were on. Yes. And sometimes there's that programming that the mind does where it's looking to feel something different, but it's utilizing something that isn't working well for us. Yes. So if, if pizza always means like, I feel comfort when I eat pizza, then your brain, it's not about the food. It's about the feeling that your brain gives you when you eat the pizza. That's it. That's the reason why we call it comfort food. Yes. Yes. So you run into that where it's like someone's trying to get a feeling or, or it's a solution to a different problem is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's a problem. Sometimes it's just it's their go-to, right? Like sometimes, yes, there is, I feel sad, give me cake. (laughs) And there's other times where it's just like, it just kind of, we can be doing okay, but I want to feel even better. Or the celebration, the celebration, celebration. yeah. Oh, I had killed it at work today. I am going to go take myself out to McDonald's. I killed it at work today. I'm going to have something to drink, Uh, that kind of a thing. Right. There, it becomes your reward, right? I had a really good workout. So now I'm going to go eat more calories. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and, and what, what I want and what the, one of the reasons I love doing this too, is because in this conversation, people begin to realize that they're not broken. They begin to realize that, listen, there is hope for you. Your brain is doing these specific things the way that it was trained, taught, or de- designed to do. And now's an opportunity for you to step out of that old programming and begin to start programming the stuff that you want. Yes. Yes. I love that. That's, that is a conversation that I have a lot with my clients and, um, and, mm. and why I love what you do so much because it's so powerful that the, the judgment that most people suffer when they can't lose yeah. weight when they can't get control of their eating, when they can't stop binging, when they can't stop turning to whatever food it is that they feel like they need to get them through if they're stress eating or whatever, is the judgment is they turn on themselves. And sometimes I feel like that can be even more painful. That's like the most painful part is, is what they say to themselves, what they believe about themselves, how they talk to themselves. And it sounds to me like, it, it, it's so freeing for someone to realize that I'm not against me. I'm actually eating because I, I care about me. I just have a very terrible way of communicating with myself and I'm, uh, I'm actually amen, trying right to do there. something good for me. <laughs> it's the conversations that we have with ourselves that can make the complete difference in whether we are successful or we are not. Uh, so wow. a, a perfect example, Wow. right? And one of the things that we got to get is that our brain is an answering machine. It is constantly looking for answers and it is not necessarily looking for truth. It's looking for plausibility. Here's what I mean by that. 
Wow. If you ask yourself the question, what's wrong with me, right? You get upset with yourself. I'm eating this food. I'm doing whatever. And you say, what's wrong with me? Your brain is going to come up with an answer. And it doesn't have to be true. All it's got to be is plausible. Is it possible that this is the truth? I'm an, I'm an overeater because when I was five years old, I'm an overeater because I have no willpower. I'm an overeater because he did, she said, this said, whatever. And that becomes the answer to that question, true or not true. And it begins to justify the behavior over and over and over again. Mm. Because guess what? We don't want to be wrong. Yeah. And that makes us dig in even deeper with our reasons behind the eating. And so if we don't get down to the root of it and start figuring out what that conversation, that belief, that thing is, then all of a sudden we, we, are, we just keep perpetuating the same things over and over and over again. And we think it's true because it happens over and over again. And we think again. it's true. So we assume because it's I true. Because I think they thought it felt it. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, it doesn't have to be true. It just has to be plausible. And all your brain did was fill in plausible. And after enough routine of that, you just assume, well, it must be true because this is how I feel. And this is what happens. And it always happens. And now it becomes my identity. It's true because th this is why I know. Wow. Wow. People wake up every day and go to the gym and not think twice about it. It's true. What's the difference between somebody else? People choose the healthier foods over the other foods without having an emotional battle and struggle of it, because that's just what they do. Mm -hmm. People choose the bad foods or, or I'm sure to say good, bad or whatever, but certain foods that aren't as healthy for them. Right. Because that's, it's, that's just what they do. That's and until you begin to interrupt those cycles, not because you're a good person or bad person or, or pretty or smart or intelligent or make a bunch of money or anything, just because of the pattern of behavior. And if you don't interrupt that, you keep getting the same thing. Yeah. It all comes down to patterns and being able yeah. to choose which pattern. And what I like to tell people is I'm not here to even tell you what pattern to do. I'm here to give you a choice. Amen. Yeah. I'm here to create a choice. Oh my choice. goodness. Yeah. Right. Cause every I mean, person, every, go ahead. Every person that comes in, I don't need to sit there and talk to them about diet. I am not a nutritionist, right? <laughs> Everybody has, they've all done 50 different diets or, or, or whatever, right? Like it's, it's, they're everywhere. Yeah. The thing to get is like, people know what to eat and what not to eat. They know what to do and what not to do. It's the thing. That's what I'm going to put that in quotations. The thing that gets in the way. And once you get that out of the way, the conversations change, the belief begins to change, your actions begin to change, and you begin to align with what you want instead of just running the old things in the past. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So I know that you do um, remote sessions. You don't necessarily have to live in Virginia or anywhere near right. Richmond, between DC and Richmond to be able to work with you. If someone's kind of like, wow, this totally spoke to me and I, I have to, I have to look further into this. Maybe I need to do how many sessions do you typically do with someone who's wanting to overcome either emotional eating or weight loss or something on that level? Yeah. Typically it's between two or three and four sessions. And, and part of the reason for that too, is because we dive in and start doing the work right away. Um, again, working with the subconscious is very different than sitting there with these long, you know, conversations and all this other stuff. It's, we get in and start doing the work. Yeah. You're shifting the, uh, it session. from, 
from from the moment you start talking to them, you're probably beginning to say some things or to shift some things, probably even conversationally, aren't you? And they may not even be aware of it. (laughs) (laughs) You're exactly right. Because once all of a sudden that's the language, right? The language I use and the language they use begins to make the difference. And that's, you know, it's extraordinary to see what people can do when we get out of our own way, when we recognize the amazing, powerful human beings that we are, and we begin to put down the stories, the reasons, the excuses, and all that stuff, be willing to do the work, get in there and just really create the life you want to live. I love it. How can someone find you if they want to look into working with you for a few sessions to overcome this? Yeah, one of the best ways is online. It's fredericksburghypnosis.com. fredericksburghypnosis.com. And so there's videos on there. There's, you know, uh, stuff, testimonials and things that kind of explain a little bit of how this process works. And um, it just, you know, it's a great resource to kind of at least spark the conversation. The thing about hypnosis, and we talked about this before, where it's, uh, in all sincerity, hypnosis is neuroscience. Yes. It's just got an old label on it. (laughs) It's the things that we're beginning to learn. It's, it's, there's no woo woo. There's no magic. I'm about the furthest person from that. Right. Like that's, I've met those folks and I'm like, you know what you do, you, (laughs) you are one of the most practical people. I know you are incredibly (laughs) logical, which is great, but, but you also know how to access and, and, and utilize your emotional self as well, which I love about you, but you're very much a, it's got to make sense to me. Like this isn't, you're right. (laughs) Some weird granola spiritual thing like that has to make sense to you, you know? Yep. I I need to know the science. I need to see the practice. I got to see the results. I got to see those things. And the way that I know this stuff works is because I've worked with well over a thousand clients over the years. You're talking about thousands and thousands of hours of sessions one-on-one with people. And I, 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 even for myself, I start hearing the patterns and I start being able to make the, and see what's there. And again, this isn't, I want you to recognize that everything you need is inside of you already. Yeah. It's already there. You know, your solution you know, all of that stuff. We just got to get that thing out of the way. And once that thing's out of the way, it opens life up for you once again. Yeah, it totally is true. It's amazing how, if you can just get a revelation of yourself in a different way, and that belief can instantly shift that Mm -hmm. view you had of yourself can instantly shift. And when we catch a different glimpse of who we are, and we see something different instantaneously, our behaviors and our actions and our thoughts will change. And I've experienced that too, in areas of my life where on, you know, when I've been with extraordinary teachers where I believed I'm never going to be able to do this. And then all of a sudden I'll have a, a revelation and I'll say, of course I can do this. This is easy. I can tell next thing I know I'm just doing it. Because when you remove that resistance and you realize, of course I can do this. I get it. This is, this is doable. This is the way, this is it. This is it. I can, I just have to X, Y, Z. And, and your brain has that moment. Then it's not hard to say no to something. Then it's not hard because you're acting the way you believe you're acting upon who you think you are. And, and the fastest way to do this is exactly what you've been talking about. Nathan is exactly what Nathan said is when it is the, you know, hypnosis is, is kind of a word that, that people think up different things, but I love how you said it's neuroscience because this is, you're just matching up and you're helping your brain just reconnect new pieces. And if you can yep. begin to couple and fire together and reconnect new pieces, the way the brain actually thinks and works, 
then you can do it much faster. You can just go in. It's just like going in and you're programming the code. Only you get That's to it. decide what you want that to be now. And when you, and yeah, go ahead. Well, and that's the beautiful part about it, right? You are in complete control. And, I, you know, just even to address that right there, right? Uh, you're not going to do anything that you, that's against your morals, values, ethics, or even who you are as a person. Um, it's, it's, it's not that way. I've had people say, oh, what if I'm going to share all my deep, dark secrets? No. <laughs> right? Like I work with people. I'm not interested I, in your deep, dark with, secrets. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't need to know all that stuff, right? Like I, I, I I've worked I'm with enough government people. <laughs> well, I, I've worked with some 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 ninja squirrels, right? Those secret ninja squirrels yeah. <laughs> that yeah. they can't talk to me about some of the stuff they're trying to work through. And that's not just wait for other things that they're working through. And it's like, you don't have to because you know the stuff that's going on in your mind. I help walk people through that process. And the great thing about hypnosis is, it's again, it's something we do every single day. We just need to figure out a more effective way to do it, right? Use your superpowers for good and then watch what you can do. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for your time today, Nathan. I have enjoyed Absolutely. this conversation so much. And once again, fredericksburghypnosis.com, right? If you're curious That's about um, what working with Nathan might be like or what just learning more about hypnosis, if you're curious um, and, and looking into that. And it's something I highly recommend. I'm a transformational coach um, and, and I do a lot of transformational type methods and exercises and stuff in, in, in um, my program when I work one-on-one -on -one with people. But I love being able to bring someone like Nathan in. And I often do refer people to Nathan because he can do some of those that deep work faster. And I highly recommend if you're trying to overcome any type of habit, not just weight loss, not just emotion, emotional eating, but all kinds of things in, in your life that it's just, you got to get that emotional system on board with it. He's the person to go to and he's amazing. Thank you again for your time. Thank you, Angela.